Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio. Your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw on the wisdom of the saints to, um, yeah, to deal with this very challenging life we live. Things are tough, but... Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. I, You know, we recently, I don't know, it's so funny because we recently spent, I don't know, our days with uh, an exorcist. And... Uh, he and we were dealing with some very difficult things and very uh, hard to understand, hard to understand, hard to stomach things. And anyway, in the midst of it all, uh, he just kept saying, Jesus is Lord. And he would smile, too, which I just love that. And uh, it just he's just going, you know what? This is big, ugly, nasty. He's way bigger, way more powerful. God is way bigger. Right. Powerful, God is right. way bigger. All right, right. Let's get to questions. OK, you ready? Yes. You mark it go. Can you speak about generational sin and how to overcome it in the family? So I'm going to do one part of the question. You can do another. Okay. okay. Sure. So I'm um, just to the very practical uh, issue. Generational sin in the family is means that you're recognizing patterns of sin that have been very destructive in your family line. Yeah. So there's a, a demonic element that Stephanie will talk to. And I just want to speak to a practical element. One you don't have to sin and you don't have to follow the sins of your parent of your forebears. Uh, you don't have to be subject to it. And your your very awareness and rejection of it actively will go a huge way to solving the problem. So be aware, make everyone aware who's faithful in your generation and actively live out a rule of life or a plan of love, we call it, where daily you're fighting against that sin. So it it dies a quick death in your family. So that's, practically speaking, you don't have to be a victim to it. Spiritually, in terms of spiritual warfare, why don't you talk about that? Sure. Um, so to be clear, what we're talking about are patterns of sin. So let's say uh, wrath, um, that you know your grandfather had huge anger issues, your father did, and now you do. Mm. And, you're, and all of a sudden you're going, oh, wait, I'm seeing a pattern here, right? It's noting that a pattern that goes back generationally in, into your family line. Um, it could be pride. It could be um, uh, suicide, suicidal ideation. Um, I know families that have had that in their family line and they recognized it. Um, miscarriages, which sounds strange, but it, it does, it can have a spiritual element. Doesn't mean anybody is sinning. It, it can just have a generational element to it. Um, difficulties with, uh, you know, just all kinds of things. Spirit of death, suicide. Spirit of death, abortion, um, all kinds of things. You Depression. know, you just peek it. Yeah. Just pick it, you know. Um, if you see any kind of pattern in it, it can have a generational pattern to it generational source source to it yeah so how do you do that like dan said first of all you deal with yourself um and you know that you don't have to capitulate to that sin you have the the single act of the will and going to confession is powerful enough to break it 
you know, with all of your might, um, totally saying, Lord, I don't want to have anything to do with this, eradicate it from my, my life. Confession is powerful enough to, to rip that out of your own life, but there's still the generational effect, right? And so, um, We've talked about the uh, deliverance prayers for the laity. Census Fidelum publishes the book. There's a um, new edition, by the way, in leather cover. Really oh, nice. Nice. So he's up. Uh, Father Ripperger has upgraded that. So oh, that'd be beautiful as well. Um, so deliverance prayers for the laity. There is a prayer against generational spirits there, and you can pray that for the sake of your whole family. You, they don't have to be present with you. They don't have to agree with you. They don't have to, you know, cooperate with you. You can pray that in authority uh, in your family and to break that. Um, so that's something to do. You can also look to deliverance ministry if if it's really you know oppressive and you see all kinds of patterns. Um, I was just recently speaking to someone the other day. They noted that um, back to their grandfather or their great grandfather there was Freemasonry. Yes, it's a problem. It's forbidden by Holy Mother Church to participate in Freemasonry, and it does have an effect. It actually goes back five generations. It's the the um, the participation in it is um, the promises that people make are for five generations. So it has this huge effect on your family. Um, there are some that don't believe in it. We know exorcist priests that absolutely believe in it. I absolutely believe in it. I've been in a deliverance session with an exorcist priest, and I saw the effect of it. It was it was heartbreaking. You saw um, that you saw the demons manifest that were related to Freemasonry. Yes, so yes. So this is not opinion. No, no, this is not. Yeah, uh, and and it was it was very heartbreaking, and the the oppression that it had caused in um, in this young woman's life was huge. After the session, after she broke all the Freemason prayers with with the prayers of the priest who broke it, you know, in in his um, in the power and authority of his priesthood. Uh, it, her transformation has been remarkable, right? So sometimes it requires that. Uh, there are Freemasonry prayers that you can pray, that you have to pray three times full on, th full time, full on for three times, um, and then have a priest ratify it and break it. Where can they? Well, I do. I don't want to. You know, that's, stay on that's in that deliverance. Yeah. Uh, prayers the for the for the laity. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the key is you can break it yourself. Now, if you try to over and over and you can't, you got to get a spiritual director and that's when you know you likely need deliverance prayers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. deliverance prayers are never harmful. Right. Done properly. Yeah. And, and one more thing about generational sin with any of this, with any sin, with any deliverance that we're talking about, you have to understand that sweeping the room is not enough. The room, the room of your spirit and soul and intellect and life of sin is not enough. You must fill it with the Lord, yeah. right? We know scripturally that if you sweep out the room and you leave it empty, your nemesis is going to float around, go find seven of his buddies and come back to harangue you. And you don't want that. So if you rejects in with all that you are and you want to be clean of the effects of generational sin and the sin in your life, then you must actively choose the Lord. You must say your fiat. You must say, Lord, I choose you and I renounce all of this brokenness from my past and my family. 
I choose you, Lord Jesus, fill me with all that you are. And then you must live that way. Daily mental prayer, frequenting the sacraments and confession, uh, taking the Eucharist as much as possible, you know, following the Lord with all you are, and don't ever forget the Holy Rosary, um, you know, our, our weapon that we should be carrying in our hands and in our hearts at all times. So that's how you get rid of generational sin. You're, you'll, you'll need some help and accompaniment, but you can fight this and be free of it. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke with Divine Intimacy Radio. We're just doing a Q&A today talking about how to deal with difficulties in prayer and difficulties in family life. Um, for someone who doesn't understand what you said about living, uh, you, you, you once you sweep the house clean and you stop, you need to fill it, uh, we have a free course out on ApostoleVA.org on what's called the Paradigm of Ascent which is just basic, what does it mean to follow Jesus, which isn't always clear, unfortunately. And so you can find that at apostolivie.org. Next yeah. question. How do we have an open spirit to God rather than remaining stubborn in ourselves? This is an interesting question that has some depth to it, I think. The... Uh, I'll take a shot at it, and then you, you know I know you'll you'll have a better answer than me. But um, in terms of being open to God, one you have to practice all the things that create openness, or if you will, fertile soil and loose soil. You know, um, the doing that is doing all of the things that Stephanie just mentioned, fighting the other thing. But it's also I think daily mental prayer is absolutely vital to to this because. You can't even see how you manifest and how these problems manifest and keep you from this openness when you are not uh, practicing daily mental prayer. You're just clouded intellectually and all of that. So, Steph, why don't you uh, dig into that one? I know that you've thought about that a lot. Yeah. Um, well, we we deal with it a lot. And so um, the the one thing that we need to keep in mind beyond that paradigm of ascent and, and all those sacraments and prayer is that we also need to grow in self-knowledge that the person even had the presence of mind to say, I'm stubborn against God is a great gift because they even recognize it, right? That, that in and of itself is a gift. So self-knowledge is, is crucial for the spiritual life, for growth in the interior life. Um, there's a great book uh, written by this man, Dan Burke. He's kind of cute. I'm kind of sweet on him. Uh, and he wrote this book called Navigating the Interior Life, which was really um, the impetus for the entire ministry that that we serve in now. Right. And in it, there is a section on um, on discovering your root sin, right? And so stubbornness can be rooted in pride, right? I know better or on a sin of self-reliance, or isolation, or um, control, and which, by the way, all of those are rooted in fear, right? So if we, in some form or fashion, most of our sin is actually rooted in fear, fear of letting go, fear of that God isn't who we think, think who he says he is, fear that uh, if, we, if we're vulnerable, that we'll be crushed, right, or whatever. And so we need to dig into what are our root sins, uh, start to eradicate that through confession, 
and then grow in self-knowledge. And when you come to situations where you go, you know, my spiritual director is telling me or has helped me discover that I'm just stubborn and I don't want to give in to the Lord. Well, how do you do that? Sometimes it's just through an act of the will. And sometimes what we can't actively do, we can do with an act of the will through the holy name of Jesus. Like, and down to forgiveness even is, Lord, in your holy name, Jesus, I renounce a spirit of, you know, stubbornness. Lord, help me, heal me of this. Blessed Mother, heal me of this. I choose Jesus. I choose to be vulnerable to the Lord. Just doing that is the slightest turn to the Lord. All of grace rushes down on you, and you will find that the power that it has over you will start to lift because you were choosing to eradicate it from your life. Great. When we get back, we'll continue to talk about answers answers to questions in prayer in the interior life. If you're listening to Divine Intimacy Radio. We'll be right back. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today. There is a growing need for well-formed, solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute, in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program, offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality based on a Catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles in the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven abreast. Question and answer day. It's good to have my wife here because I can just, I don't even have to answer any of them. I can just let her answer them. So it's a good day of rest for me. But uh, are there times when it might be more appropriate to direct our prayers to the Spirit versus God, the Father of Jesus? And I would say, yes. We need, all of us need renewal in the Holy Spirit as frequently as we can get it. And so the prayer, come Holy Spirit, is a very good prayer to pray all the time. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, because you're welcoming the Holy Spirit and all that the Holy Spirit brings. Uh, so uh, it is appropriate to do that regularly. And But in the, in general, I mean, you can direct your prayers to whomever you want in the Blessed Trinity. Right, right. It's interesting because people, depending on their own woundedness or background or struggles or whatever it is, can have different um, difficulties with uh, different parts of the Holy Trinity. Right. Some have a huge problem with God the Father. You know, they, they may have woundedness with their own father. They may yeah. have a, a fatherlessness that they're dealing with. And so, you know, communicating with God the Father, they shy from that. They can't look at him. Sometimes people have difficulty with Jesus. I did for years when I first started to pray. In fact, I prayed 
facing the Blessed Mother in my prayer area, I turned my body sideways. I could not look at Jesus in the face. And it wasn't until I I had a real um, deliverance through prayer, not with the deliverance team, but just the Lord coming upon me and setting me free of that shame and that brokenness there, that that was lifted and my body shifted and I was able to look at Jesus uh, full on in, in the icon that I have. And that was such a fascinating revelation to me. And then others are like, you know, I don't know, Holy Spirit, this makes me a little uncomfortable. Isn't it only for the weird people that, you know, invoke the Holy Spirit and then they end up rolling around and acting strange. <laughs> and that's just not true. Right. Um, we want to be completely open to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's fully part of the Blessed Trinity and that fire of his love that is the exchange between Jesus and God the Father, can be uh, invoked by us, and we want to have more and more of him so that he can cleanse us, he can purify us, he's a sanctifier, and and he can fill us with the breath of God and, and enable us to become more of who God is calling us to be. Good, very good. Uh, are Catholics allowed to pray for non-Catholics who have died or for Catholics who we know have died without being in a state of grace. Well, you're allowed to pray for anyone you want. Um, there is a kind of strange idea that, which which I, I've never found doctrinal support for, which is God is outside of time, therefore you can pray backwards in time in a sense. I, you know, that's an interesting idea, but it, it shouldn't be proposed as something that's true or that's taught by the church. Um, but generally speaking, we should pray for the dead. We pray for the dead, I don't know how many times a day. All, yeah. we, in our first morning prayer, we pray for the dead. At meal, every meal, we always pray, may the souls of the faithful and departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. And so it, it, it has always been a norm and a traditional practice for Catholics to pray. And here's the thing, you know, they said, well, what have you, can you pray for someone who we know died without being in a state of grace? Well, that's, hard to know sometimes. I mean, if they've been out of ma out of the church and they were Catholic, you know, there's times it's easy to know, but you never know what goes on in, in people's heads in the last minute, uh, seconds of their life. They don't have a second chance. That's a, that's a heresy as well in the sense that they don't die and then get another opportunity. Right. But there's always hope. There is always, that's the thing for me. Like I've had loved ones far too many die when I was young. And what do I do with that, right? Because, you know, my brother died. He wasn't walking with the Lord. But in the end, there's no reason to be dour or sad about it. It's because only God knows. We still believe what we believe, and that is you have to repent and turn to Jesus and live, you know, to get to heaven. But only God knows what is going on in every person's heart. So we always have hope, and we just pray for them and God, right, you know, right. the, the graces will come on somebody else if, yeah. if that person there, doesn't need it. Yeah. The grace of prayers is never waste, wasted. And we can also invoke the help of St. Dismas, you know, who was the good thief that was hanging on the cross with our Lord. And at the last moment, he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Right. So we can invoke um, St. Dismas in that help. So yeah, don't good. ever stop praying. Excellent. This is a really good question. Is it possible to develop, delve into the particular differences between venial and mortal sin? I'm especially interested in what the saints thought could be a mortal sin and how to form 
or moderate anesthetized consciousness. So it is true that modernism and its effect on the church in our time has dramatically watered down since. I mean, there was just a German bishop who is saying that uh, the Catholic Church ought to approve, change its teaching on a particular sexual activity um, that has always been condemned by the church. That's grave and egregious, right? I think the best book ever written on this that I've ever read, frankly, is by Dr. Kevin Bost, and it's called um, The Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, um, by Sophia Press. By Sophia Institute Press. Uh, so in that book, he goes into this in great depth, and all, and it's not watered down, but it isn't hard to read. We have a whole class on it at the Avalon Institute called Breaking the Chains That Bind Us. Mm -hmm. But it's, I think that's probably the best way for a person to go who's very interested in this topic. But uh, so anyway, I don't know if it's helpful to go through the progression of the distinctions because I think they're looking for a much deeper treatment. That's just my sense. Yeah, and and I, I don't know. I, I would say this. Knowledge is good. Understanding is, is wonderful. And we ask the Holy Spirit to refine us and help us mm -hmm. and give us wisdom and all of those things. Um, at the, at the core of who we are, it's very important that we strive to be holy, that we strive to arrive to that place where the Lord is calling us to be, um, and and pray for deep contrition for our own sins, and know that that is the most powerful means of uh, evangelization that can ever happen in your family, yeah. is your own deep uh, and radical conversion to the Lord. Um, so anyway, one other thing that might be helpful to you is I worked with a priest in England. We developed, uh, an examination of conscience based on the Summa, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas and the seven deadly sins. And I think you can find that out on apostoleva.org forward slash examine. Um, I think that's right. If you just go out to apostoleva.org, you don't even have to be a member, I don't think and just search for exam or examination of conscience. Mm -hmm. And that's there, and that'll help you get greater clarity. There's also a great book by Father Robert Altier, um, awesome examination of conscience. Yeah, it's a little tiny one, and I don't have the publisher. It's Liturgical uh, Press. I liturgical think. Press. So you just look on there for examination of conscience. It's a little tiny blue book, yeah, bluish purple, and it has the face of Jesus on it. And if you look um, up Father Altier, A-L-T-I-E-R, examine or examination of conscience. Might be there, yeah. Yeah, you can probably yeah. find it. it um, anyway, it's really, really good. We like it a lot. All right, the next question. In reading writings from the saints, it seems God speaks in different ways to different people. Does this follow the same love languages that are talked about, or is each relationship with the Father unique? So love languages are a human attempt to identify and understand the patterns of our design, you know, and then to correspond to those patterns in a holy way, right? So they're all very good, and that is true. But we have to, we can't deify psychology or, or deify uh, love languages in the sense that they're imperfect ways of describing how things work. So the Lord is not bound to those ways. Even so, it is true that God deals with us each 
in the way that would best be to deal with us in terms to get through to our hearts and to help us know his will and all of that. So I see in your eyes something. <laughs> um, well, I, I was thinking of something that um, uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI said, and he was asked, I think, by George Weigel, how many ways there are to heaven. Oh, Seabolt, sir. Seawold, Seawold, anyway. Okay. It was in an interview. It was in an interview. Yeah. And how many ways are there to heaven? And he looked at him and he said, as many as there are stars in the sky. As many as there are people. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, so it's endless. The answer is, is according to each individual, the Lord has a particular path for that person and speaks to them in a way that is true to their heart. Yeah. You know, unlike the enemy who is in, is not creative and his patterns like repeat themselves over and over again to the point where you can see him coming a mile away. Yeah. Um, our Lord is, is uh, he often, um, I heard a priest describe it this way, that he winks at us, that he's in the details, that there's these little ways that he moves our hearts. He knows the desires of our heart. He's placed them. He knows what's important to us. He cares so much about all of you, it, down to your minutia of what matters to you and what makes you happy, that he has such a beautiful design and plan for your life and you can trust him with it so can he speak through your love language yes how do you avail yourself to all the graces that he has for you open yourself up to the lord trust him run after him with wild abandon uh, through the sacraments through any means that you can find that are holy and and that are protected through holy mother church and through good spiritual direction and healing if you need it or whatever. Um, but just run after with him with abandon and he will never, never, never fail to meet you in your pursuit of him. Beautifully said, beautifully said. I have nothing to add because what you said was perfect. Uh, as we conclude the show, for those who are watching live stream, be, be, be sure to hang out just for a few minutes after we're done. I have another announcement that's kind of exciting I want to tell you about. But this has been Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest, where we explore the wisdom of the saints. I want you to know that if your heart is stirred by our conversation, there are thousands of articles available to you on spiritualdirection.com. There are more courses than we can count on the interior life at, at uh, Avila Institute, avila-institute.org. And there are free courses at apostoleva.org. Our desire is to create an in, a saint-making engine where anything you need to grow spiritually, you can find. So thank you for being with us today on Divine Intimacy Radio. Okay, until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body, irreproachable at the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. learn more about the interior life, visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.